Whether it's Florida or a bit of a Wi-Fi issue, this guy gets it done. Jacob Warren joining us, Tennessee tied in, and wow, wow, wow. You beat Florida. I've been looking forward to talking to you all day, and I know our friends at Vassy Lawn and Garden are too. Vassy Lawn and Garden, man alive. It's worth the drive right there in Cleveland, Tennessee. They are absolutely phenomenal. Hit that like and subscribe button. Share too as well. And leave some comments below and we'll post some questions maybe to uh, Jacob next week since we do have an off week. All right, Jacob. You beat Florida. How yeah. awesome is that, man? Man, it's awesome. It's, I don't know, it's one of those things that, you know, this whole week we've gone into the game saying, you know, we're going to win the game. We should win the game. You know, this is, you know, a beatable team, whatever it may be. And, you know, we think we've got good odds against them. And then you come out with a win and you actually make it happen. And um, it, just, it feels great, man, to understand kind of the impact and just what this means for this program and for guys like me that have, have never done it. Right. We've been around the program for a while now and never gotten a chance to beat them. And um, so it feels great, man, sitting here the day after just thinking about, you know, how the game went and, and that we were able to, to come out with the, with the win. So you guys have a significant lead in the fourth quarter. I've got all my stuff written and I'm done and I'm, I'm pretty good. I just got to plug in a score, man. And I'm, yeah. and then, and then things get a little hairy. What happened? Yeah, it does, man. It's, you know, you see games like that all the time where a team is up. I think we were up 17 maybe. Um, and that's a really weird place to be because, you know, it's, it's enough to where you kind of feel everyone naturally, right. Starts to feel like more lax, right. More, more, um, comfortable and more, you know, more confident that, you know, we're going to be able to win the game, whatever it may be. And, you know, that's, I think that's the worst way you can feel. And, and I'm, not, I'm not saying that's how everybody on the team felt, but that's just, um, naturally kind of what happens. And so you see this. Um, you know, maybe not lapse in focus, but just kind of, you know, maybe attention to detail here or there or, you know, whatever may happen. And now you look back up at the scoreboard and, you know, and they've scored and, you know, we're trying to go down and score or whatever. And they kick the onside kick and they and they get it right. It's the second onside kick that they've kicked. We recovered the first one and then, you know, weren't able to get to the second one. And the guy made a good play and it was a good kick. And, and then all of a sudden you're sitting there with them knocking on the door with a chance to go to go take the game away from you and you just wonder you know how do we get how do we get ourselves in this position so um, obviously I think a big learning thing for all of us just you know it's 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 never over until it's truly over and and you know whether you're up four or five scores you know it's never time to to relax and to think that you know you, that you've got it in the bag. Cooper talking to him he said that he thought that being in these sorts of games and uh well of course winning them but at least being in these sorts of close games late can help you down the season how much can that help i agree i think um kind of just like i mentioned like we all understand now that you can't take you know 17 points isn't enough to, to kind of you know feel good about um or you know i mean going into I guess the second half of that game, you know, when it was it was it was a tight game, and, and it was you know who came out and who started swinging first out at, at, at halftime, and you know we go out there and put a really good drive together to start the half and and, and put the ball in the end zone, and um, I think that was just good for our team to be able to see like, all right, these games that we win are going to take four quarters. It's truly going to take you know every down, every snap, 
every quarter, you know, to win the game. And, and that's a good thing to have for, for your team just to kind of, I guess, get used to doing it because it's going to come down to that pretty much every week from here on out. Jacob, you, you know as well as I do that Tennessee's fan base is kind of always waiting for the other shoe to drop. When something good happens, mm-hmm. always waiting for something bad. And that, unfortunately, has been the case for, gosh, since 2009 and even before that. And I wonder if if that mindset is at all something that a team is challenged with, that you have to overcome that. is. Or is that just on the periphery? Um, as far as, you know, I guess you're kind of talking about just assuming that something bad's going to happen, right? Yeah. Yeah, down the stretch, you know, me and I think it was Cooper, actually. I was sitting there and I was like, man, like, you know, we've been in this position so many times and you you, you have to you have to just expect and just believe that, you know, have faith that it's not, you know, that we're going to hold out. The defense is going to get that stop. and just trusting your guys, you know, whether it's the offense that's on the field, whether I'm on the field, you know, with offense or I'm not on the field, Princeton's up there, whatever, just trusting whoever's on the field that, that they're going to take care of business and, and they're going to get through it. But yeah, it, it's, it's hard to not let that thought creep into your head of, of man, like they're coming back on us or, or wow, they just got the onside kick. It's, it's not the mentality of, Oh man, here we go again. It's gotta be a, like, no, nah, let's go and let, let's change. Let's rewrite the narrative and let's let's change the narrative on, on what happens here in this program. Well, you did. And what were the emotions like when you saw that the final Hail Mary attempt was mm-hmm. uh, was intercepted? What's what's the first thing that went through your mind? Yeah, man, obviously just, um, I guess, relief. There's a lot of stress and a lot of tension in that moment. And um I guess just just obviously happiness. I think the first thing I did was just turn turn around to the guys I was next to, the ones that didn't you know storm the field and run under the, under the field excited that are still on the sidelines with me, and just give them big hugs and just say like, man, like like we did it, bro. Like this is it. Like I know I, I, I talked to Cooper and Ollie and just some of the guys that that truly understand how it's been um, in that game for a while now. Like some of the local guys and just guys that that have been around the program for a long time and. Just, just embracing them and being like, man, it, it, it happened. We did it, and just being happy about it. I, I want to discuss that further because I'm noticing something. I think in, 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 in your voice that, um, and, and kind of the way you're, you're stating that. That I wonder if it's settled in yet for you. Uh, let's get to that. I want to make sure people hit the like and subscribe button and share, share and comment below because we visit with Jacob each and every. Sunday, uh, brought to you by Vassy Lawn and Garden, Man Alive is worth the drive, whether it's the hedgers, the trimmers, whatever you might need, the industrial mowers, they also have the fantastic commercial and residential mowers. So anything you need, whether you're driving from Knoxville, Chattanooga, or Nashville for that matter, you're not going to beat prices uh, that Vassy Lawn and Garden has in the selection. So it sounds like to me, I'm going to go off script really with, with what I was going to ask you a little bit. It really sounds like to me from just talking to you that it hasn't settled in yet. No, you said that. And I was like, I guess it, it really hasn't. You know, I think um, the magnitude, obviously, I think I'm trying to just think of it as like, you know, that that was just the next game, right? That was just the game of the week. And that's what we were focusing on. And and um, it's great to get that win. Uh, now let's move on. But I think it's, it's cool now, too, because we've got this bye week coming up where you know, we're not necessarily don't have an opponent on Saturday. So I think, you know, the next couple of days as, as we watch the film and, and everything like that, you'll I'll kind of be like, wow, man, like, yeah, we, we really did like 
we just did it. Like that's not that again, like we won the national championship or won the SC championship. I don't want to, I don't want to necessarily, you know, equate it to that, but, um, you know, we did something that hasn't been done play, you know, plain and simple hasn't been done here in a, in a while. So, um, you know, I think, I don't know if you want to say that's part of history of, the, of this team and, and, and of this program, um, I think I'm just super happy and excited to, to be a part of it. And, and I think to play a pretty, a pretty good role in, in the success and, in the, um, in the win. And so, um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess you're not wrong. I don't think it's necessarily said in the magnitude of, of what happened, but I think it might be a good thing. Kind of just trying to keep my head on, on straight about it and just be like, yeah, we won the game and that's how we're supposed to do it. So. I learned when I was your age that if you yell in a press area about a game, you will be quickly asked to not do that or you will be removed. So uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't I don't yell at the screen very often. Mm -hmm. um, it's very quiet in the press box, especially at Neyland. But I don't watch games from there any, any longer. And but I did yell uh, because I thought you were going to score and make that one guy miss mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm curious what you saw because we couldn't see the entire field on the screen if you make that guy miss do you, do you score it was a fantastic 40 plus yard reception most likely yeah you score and it, it's it's just i don't know i i learned from it obviously there's you go back to it and you think like what could i have done differently you know what i mean i go for the stiff arm and he like i guess he knew it was coming right he like ducks his head and, and dodges the stiff arm and then gets my legs up and you know, it's unfortunate, like whatever. I'm happy to just make the play right. You know, it's um, good to just be a part of, of, you know, that drive. That drive was an amazing drive. And I think, you know, contributed a lot to our success, you know, for the game, whatever. But just being a part of it was great. And, you know, we had to play up for a while and, and I knew I had the opportunity to come free on it and um, made a play when it came my way. And obviously next time hope to be able to successfully you know, make the, make the guy miss and, and go score. But um, we ended up scoring at the end of it anyway. So I'm not too worried about it. Well, yeah, no, no, nobody's going to knock you for a 40 plus yard catch. I mean, no, no you're, you're good there. Mm -hmm. um, I, when, with the tight ends, I was very impressed by the game plan and I know, I know everything, everything didn't go exactly the way you wanted it, but you know, Princeton fan did have the one fumble, but it was, really punched out and there are some fumbles that just can't be helped. Um, right. But I was impressed by the game plan in that you have to replace a guy like Cedric Tillman. Mm -hmm. And it was obvious that the tight ends were going to be a big part of that. How much of that did you know going in? Yeah, obviously you know, you're losing a big threat on the outside. You know, you're losing a guy that, you know, will either draw a lot of attention or, or will, you know, be given a lot of attention by just how many, how many passes he's catching. And um, so when you lose a guy like that, I think it's important for, you know, other wide receivers. I think Jalen Hyatt stepped up big. I think Bruce stepped up. I think Ramel stepped up. Um, they all played really, really good games. And then it's also big for, for positions like tight end and, and running back to be able to take some of that heat off of, of, you know, those other guys that are, that are trying to fill the role. Right. And, and again, I think, you know, Said said is obviously a great player, but you know these like these guys that are playing like Ramel, his backup, like he's a D one wide receiver too. You know, what I mean, he makes great plays. He's a great athlete and he's a good player. And so, 
Um, it's kind of just a next man up mentality. And I guess we're kind of part of that too, uh, taking on a little bit more of a, not more of, but you know, you see the ball coming our way a lot more, getting more targets just because, you know, having to spread the ball out a lot more now, I guess. I don't know. It's nothing necessarily that changes. It's just you understand that that one of your biggest threats, if not your biggest threat, um, is out of the game. So it's time to start, you know what I mean, figuring out how, how we can get the ball out on the perimeter quick. So the uh, Walter Camp um, Weekly Award went to a guy that you know, Hendon Hooker. Mm-hmm. And that award – not the weekly one, but the the one at the end of the year typically goes to usually about 90% of the time, the person who ends up winning the Heisman trophy. Yeah. So it's, it's official. If it wasn't already, he's, he's in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Why should he be strongly considered for the Heisman trophy stats aside, all that he brings to the game? Yeah. Why should he be a true candidate? Yeah, I think when you think of, of the Heisman Trophy and, and the winner of the Heisman each year, it's usually the person that, you know, them being in the game will will change the game. That person is a game changer. That person has the ability at any time, any moment to make a play that changes the game or make a play that, you know, maybe others might not be able to make. And so, you know, you watch him, you know, pocket collapses around him. He's, he gets hit you know, kind of bounces off of it and then scrambles for 65 yards, however far it was, makes a guy miss, you know, runs through an arm tackle and 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 makes that play whenever it counted the most, right, in the clutch situations like that. And and then you watch him, you know, a guy comes unblocked, I guess, or, or comes through the line of scrimmage and, and he's able to, to, to sidestep him and then deliver a ball on third down, third and eight to Princeton across the middle, you know, only where only Princeton can catch the ball. And he knows, you, you know, He's, he's got the first down. I just have to get it to him. He catches it. He gets down first down, right? Just making plays like that and, and being, um, I guess, I don't know, I said it earlier, just being a game changer, I think, is the biggest quality of, you know, a Heisman winner in my in my book, whether that's a defensive guy, a running back, a quarterback, um, you know, whatever it is. But, I mean, Hendon fits that, and I think he, he does that, and he has done that, and he'll continue to be that guy for us. And um, hopefully at the end of the year, um, There'll be no denying whether he should be in that contention or not. He's so cool, calm, and collected, poised, both mm-hmm. um, you know, when when it comes to press settings or on the field. But he, he got a little little fiery there for a moment mm-hmm. yeah. on on Saturday. Have you seen that that side before that 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 good fire raging out a little bit? Yeah, of course. Yeah, and then like you said, he's very he's very um, calculated in the way that he handles himself and that he presents himself to to the media and to fans and to you know even just people that he meets on a daily basis. But um, yeah, you get on the field with him, and and I guess not a lot of people know, but yeah, he's he's like he'll give it to you. Like he's got fire, he's got swagger, he's 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 got like they say that dog in him, right? That's what they say, like, <laughs> that dog. And like man, he truly does. Like he's a competitor, and he 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 wants it in in you know, the most out of anybody. And so I think that that kind of comes out in situations like that where, you know, I mean, he's, you know, maybe takes a hit or whatever and a guy's talking to him, he'll give it right back to him and say, all right, you're going to have to do the next play. And I might like, it's going to be different next time, right? I'm like, I don't know. He's just the way he goes about his business and, and it's never chippy and it's never, you know, dirty. It's never, 
you know, after the whistle when he's trying to hit people or whatever, it's truly just uh, competitive, his competitive nature and how he, how he carries himself on the field. I go back to SEC media days and I ask him uh, about the future and mm -hmm. almost every person in his position would would say you know after college um want to go to the nfl he didn't even say the acronym nfl national football league mm -hmm. he immediately talked about being a coach and giving back to the youth through football so i was like wow yeah. so I, with that as a backdrop do you think hendon hooker really cares if he's a heisman candidate um i mean yeah i, th I think so <laughs> i know that's probably like you know, one of his aspirations and something that he knows he can he can accomplish. But, you know, again, at the end of the day, I think, you know, if he puts the season together and, and it, you know, the everything's pointing like he should at least be in contention, I think, yeah, obviously he'd be upset if he didn't get considered. But again, like you said, like he, the, the guy knows exactly what he wants and, and where he wants to end up and, and without putting words in his mouth or whatever, from what I can tell, like he just wants to be able to take care of his family. Um, he wants to be able to take care of himself and, and, and do what he loves doing. And so, you know, whether he's a Heisman candidate and he needs to be on all those, you know, Toyota commercials or whatever, Nissan commercials, whatever it is, <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't really care at the end of the day, as long as he's happy and he's, he's doing what he loves to do. So, yeah, I mean, he would love to win it, I'm sure. But if he doesn't, I'm sure it'll be all right. Yeah, well, maybe we can get him a Toro. Man alive, it's worth a drop. Brought to you by Vassy Lawn and Garden. Um, as far as this off week, how do you make sure that it's a benefit to this team? And how do you make sure that you're not lax after such a big win? I mean, every other human being would would have a sense of whew, relief. And then you've got an off week. So double question, bad journalism. Is it a good time for an off week? And uh, if so, how do you make sure that it it, it it plays out the way you need it to, to be a better football team against LSU in a few days. Yeah. Bye weeks are um, all about just maturity and um, your preparation, maturity, and just the way you go about the day to day, because like you said, it can be really easy to kind of just, you know, relax and, and be like, okay, well, we don't have an opponent this week. So, you know, we'll worry about LSU next week or we'll worry about, you know, getting ready for the game next week, whatever. But um, I think, it, you know, and I think we will, I think just attacking the week in a way of, you know, let's use this time to get better, you know, now that we don't have to specifically focus on on one person and or on one team or one defense, whatever, let's go out there and try to, you know, execute and, and, and get better with the, you know, technique or the fundamentals of, of what we're trying to get done and, and kind of get back to the basics of, of, of what makes us successful as an offense and as a defense, whatever, special teams. Um, and just kind of hone in on those things and, and while also kind of preparing yourself for the next game. And I think it's kind of just a recenter, a recenter and, and a refresh and just kind of getting ready to, you know, go on this next stretch of games where we play a lot of a lot of really good football teams. So hit that like and subscribe button. Also share. We uh, greatly appreciate that. Uh, Jacob Warren's appearance on the ball report brought to you by Bassy Lawn and Garden. Man alive. It's worth the drive again. Bassy Lawn and Garden has everything from industrial to residential mowers, and you will absolutely uh, love Bassey Lawn and Gardens uh, and their prices and their selection. So, Jacob, great stuff. Uh, the last thing I, I do want to ask you is it the first person you talked to that wasn't a part of, of your team, that wasn't mm -hmm. a coach, that wasn't a player, 
who was it? What was that conversation about? And um, how how emotional was it at the time? Yeah. Um, so I think, like, obviously, my, so my parents kind of met me after the game, and, and I was talking with, with my dad and my mom just about um, – you know, obviously my mom's like, oh, great game, great game. Like, it was awesome. I love, I love watching you. How do you feel? Whatever. And, and my dad is very much the same way. But my dad's also, you know, asked about all types of things, right, about the game. He asked if they were talking trash or if they were, you know what I mean, how the energy was or, you know, what happened on this. Or, um, you know, I saw you on that one insert when, you know, you kind of ducked your head or whatever. And then I saw you kind of correct it and come back and, and make that play with, you know, when Hendon scored or whatever. So, you know, just kind of talking ball with them. But I think one that I kind of sticks out was, um, so like, I guess kind of my, my mentor, right? They kind of set up this, this VFL mentor thing a couple of years ago and I've kept up with mine. And he actually works with my dad at, at the, at the um, Harper Volkswagen, right? So yeah. his, name, his name's Chris Brown. He, uh, he called oh, yeah. me, yeah, he FaceTimes me. He's like, Jacob, let's go. And he's just like screaming into the mic. And he's so excited. and. Like I said, he's a VFL and and he, he played here and so it's kind of like that that you know big bro mentality. He's been through a lot of the same things. Obviously, he played Florida many a times and and um, you know I think just him sharing that emotion and that excitement with me in that moment was really cool. So happy for you, man. Happy for you. Thank just can't you. can't say it enough times. Uh, but thought about you guys, you and Coop, um, all day yesterday and wanted things to go well for you because you're such so fantastic to work with so um have a fantastic off week and uh again congratulations uh this has been a presentation of off the hook sports tennessee beats florida that's jacob warren right there brought to you by bassie lawn and garden